Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast, a.k.a. the Soaring Eagles of Freedom, for Tuesday, June 1st, 2021. My name is Ray, and along with me are... I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. On this podcast, we talk about news, politics, and religious nonsense, and give our opinions from a secular point of view. If you'd like to join in on our conversation, you can sign up on our Patreon page, and that will allow you to chat with us directly while we record Tuesday nights right around 9 p.m. on Discord. Uh, if you can't do that, you could post to our Facebook page or tweet to us at ProfaneArg. Uh, this week, we'll be talking about, well, I still got some COVID stuff, both positive and negative. <laughs> I get the joke. <laughs> but but first, Ron Watkins. I don't know if you remember, we talked about Ron Watkins a little bit. Uh, I don't remember the the name of the documentary. There's an HBO documentary that talks about QAnon, where it came from, uh, who Q is. Into the Storm? That, that could be it. Does that sound right? Yeah, possibly. That sounds... Yeah. The one I told you to mention to watch? Yeah. 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 Into the Storm. Yes. yes. Ron Watkins, who that... Pretty much, I mean, if you watch that documentary, it kind of at the end, you're kind of led to believe that Ron, if not originally, eventually became Q. He was the one doing some of the Q drops, at least. That's that's what you're led to believe. Uh, he's moving on. He's apparently going to be picking up on this whole alien thing and starting a new website, Alien Leaks, where he's going to be preparing people for the soft disclosure of what the government knows. Uh-huh. I feel like I vastly prefer that. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like way more fun and do less damage. <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, I totally there are agree. occasionally there are occasionally um, alien cults, but they're they tend to only hurt themselves. So, right. Well, listen, if if he takes all those QAnon peoples and get them to kill themselves, stuff like that's a win for us. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> I true. support that, Jared. <laughs> yeah. But you got to strike when the iron's hot, and the iron is hot when it comes to alien craziness right now. Yep. This is true. Even Obama was like, yeah, they saw something, <laughs> but they don't know what it was. And everyone's like, that's it. Aliens are real. Obama confirmed yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that is the, the problem, is you have these conspiracy theories, like, they're aliens and the government knows. And then suddenly the government says, look, there's stuff out there we've seen and we don't know what it is. And all the conspiracy theorists go, see, see, <laughs> and never, no, that's, we, we didn't say they're aliens. We said there's stuff we don't know. It would be cool if they were aliens, but. Well, in a, in a slightly terrifying kind of way. Yes. I mean, we've not put on a good show recently. <laughs> well, there is a, there's, were... there's a reason we haven't been invited into the Galactic Federation yet. <laughs> Exactly. If we had so, just, you know, held it together, we might have been part of the Federation by now. Yeah. Hmm. Is he going to be dropping as Q in this thing? I don't think so. I think this is way more of a public kind of thing that he's doing. Okay. So, I mean, it, that would be sense to be like, Q's like, well, I'm off this shit with politics now. I'm in the government and it's all about aliens now. <laughs> <laughs> I think Ron's just going with, you know... Going with the wave. He's trying to ride the waves and get as much cash in as much as he can, so. Mm. But he was just featured in an HBO documentary, so he's got a little bit of fame. He's got to run with it. Aliens, that's a logical place to go right now. I get it. Yeah, and nobody watching that would think him and his father are fucking, or is the father the one you're talking about? No, it's the son. The son? All right. Are fucking crazy people. Yeah. <laughs> well, that kind of, it, you know, an alien, a website about aliens that kind of it fits the you know the, the the mode so yeah and like Ian said I think it should do less damage so yeah along with the QAnon stuff though there's an article on Forbes that I thought was interesting talking about QAnon believers and they so QAnon believers committed nearly eighty conspiracy motivated crimes so somebody did a report about. QAnon believers and what things they have done. Now, 40 of these were on January 6th at the Capitol, so that's half. But then there's also people who attack pizza parlors, the mm. 37-year-old woman who posted frequently at QAnon and then decided she would uh, go to New York with a collection of knives and threaten to take out Joe Biden. There's, well, I haven't heard of any of these. Oh, really? Yeah. You definitely should have heard about the the person on the Pizzagate conspiracy. Oh, that one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I thought that was, you meant something separate. 
Well, there was another guy who apparently fired shots into a pizzeria in 2016. So it seems that uh, a couple of items they found, researchers found that uh, most of the believers, 61% uh, had been of the QAnon believers, had been radicalized in less than a year. Um, A vast number of them have mental health issues. Mm. No. (laughs) Over, Over 60% while 43% were radicalized following a traumatic event, like uh, the loved one dying or emotional, physical abuse. So, yeah, I mean, that, that, like we said before, I think we talked about it on the show. We talked about the fact that it, this fits the, the same type of thing as, as what terrorists use to recruit people. They look for people who are, are vulnerable, who will believe things in order to you use their vulnerability and their pain to turn them into what you want them to believe. Right. It's uh, Cults do the same thing. You can read story after story after sad story about it in the QAnon Casualties subreddit. Um, people talking about, you know, parents and s- siblings and how these were, you know, might have been, you know, kind of somewhat marginalized people to begin with. And they have just been completely consumed by QAnon at this point and the craziness that goes along with it. Oh, I'm sure it's a multitude of things that get you involved in that. Yeah. Mental health, tragedy. I think if you're just bored with your life, because like I said before, it is a much more exciting reality than real life with all these little conspiracies and shit. Yeah. I I think a lot of people are addicted to rage, too. And it's a rage-filled environment. Yeah. This country's fucking weird. (laughs) 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 All right. And this, but the, well, the, I mean, before you get off this, like the most incredible thing about all this though is that it all started as like a joke, you know, someone mm. fucking around on the internet. Just anything get people riled up, and then it got a little out of hand. <laughs> I mean, on four, I mean, you can find there's probably like a million things on 4chan that are exactly like this that don't spark the fire like this one does. I mean, who knows? Yeah. But it, I still find it baffling that, that that they went with Trump as the focus of of their craziness. He's such an inappropriate choice in so many ways. I don't know. If you're lurking around the chance, maybe not. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's the bonkers choice, so. So QAnon, one of the uh, one of the big believers in QAnon, and by big, I mean politically attached, uh, Michael Flynn. He mm. has been, he put out videos where we go one, we go all, and all that bullshit. Yeah, um, I thought that I- That guy loves a good coup. Yeah, apparently. So, uh, Karen, you threw this in here, Rolling Stone article talking about Michael Flynn calling for a coup in America, specifically. Yeah. He didn't get up and say, you know, let's do a coup. He was responding to an audience member's question, and the audience member asked him, should we be doing something like happened in Myanmar? And he went, yeah, yeah, we should totally do that. So, I, I, I along with that article, I learned something today about the U.S. military, that if you retire from the military as a – well, if you retire from the military and you're taking a pension, you can be court-martialed still. So he could be court-martialed for doing this. That's my dream. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay to have dreams. Yeah. I mean, this isn't shocking because wasn't he – like in the last days of Trump's presidency, Trump was having meetings with like him and the MyPillow guy and real people and they kept throwing the real people out because they weren't going with the coup idea? Right. Yeah. And, like, Flynn was getting very frustrated and angry because he was like, just, sh- you know, seize the, s- the voting machines was, like, his thing. Call up the military, yeah. How did this guy become a general? Presumably he didn't set off any red flags earlier in <laughs> his career. <laughs> but Obama warned Trump. Yeah. So don't hire Flynn. He's bad. And then you're just going to let him run around. I mean, Obama, you just let him run around too? I don't know. It's just, like... It, it's shocking sometimes, even at this age, that there's there's no real heroes, you know? Mm. Well, I think there are real heroes. They just tend to be a lot quieter than people like Flynn. Mm. I mean, yeah, I, I would give argue me, Give me that any G- hero, Karen. I'll find some dirt on him. <laughs> Jimmy Carter. Find dirt on Jimmy Carter. <laughs> Did backface in 1955. <laughs> <laughs> that seems unlikely. <laughs> so there's an article that I find interesting. It's kind of related to this. Religion News Service had an article about the true... Republican religion. They they entitle it Trumpianity, which at first I'm like, is that some sort of play on insanity? But no, as it turns out, it's uh, Christianity, but replace Christ with Trump. Trumpianity. I kind of like it. Yeah. 
So yeah, it's a it's an interesting comparison, and I mean we've already talked about it being a cult several episodes, several months now. <laughs> but I find it interesting that someone on the religion news service is very you know pinpointing it. Sixty one percent of Republicans believe that the uh, election was stolen. Fifty three percent consider Trump the true president. Sixty three percent says that he of Republicans. Yes, yes. of Republicans. But not in Trumpianity? In reality? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, th- this is from a survey. What? Yeah. 63% say that he should definitely run for president in 2024. 65% think that he's not even partly to blame for the uh, January 6th riot. Uh, and 40, I'm sorry, 54% that the riot was led by left-wing protesters trying to make Trump look bad. More than half of them think that that yeah. was... The- Led by the left-wing protesters. <sighs> I mean, it's incredible. Like, half of the Republican Party is fully on board. Which is why the rest of the Republicans are doing what they're doing. Because with those numbers, you can't win unless you kiss Trump's ass. Wow. Like, I really need a hard number on how many people that actually is, though. Like, how many people are in the Republican Party, so how much is 50%? Because that is so disturbing. I'm with you, but because it feels like big numbers. Well, I mean, Ian, you know, every time I'm like, oh, there's more of us, there's more of us, there's more of us, I have to be reminded, I go, yeah, 74 million people did re-vote for him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then shudder when you're like, wow, Biden really only won by like 45,000 votes or something. Well, he he won by millions, but yeah. Yeah, And the the popular vote, that doesn't mean shit. (laughs) Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't I don't know. I can't find a uh, a number right offhand as to how many people that is. It's way more than uh, I would like to believe. Right. <laughs> but I mean, driving. We just drove out to Ohio this last weekend, and the number of Trump signs and you know bumper stickers, and it's it's clearly believable that you know it was as close. Right. Because it's it's actually without that kind of information backing, it's difficult for me to comprehend half the country or nearly half the country supporting this fucking con man like i just yeah. don't it's hard for me to grasp well that. didn't you say it was half of half half of half yeah well slightly less than half voted for him this past election right. but i mean right. a and, bunch and of half of them yeah believe that he really won the election right so, so a quarter of the country roughly is crazy i feel better about that <laughs> So, I mean, if you just look at the, uh, you know, election numbers, he got, uh, Trump got 70 million votes. So if that's a, you know, a good size sample of the Republican Party, you're talking about 35 million people believing all this complete bullshit. Now, I got to think that there's a number number of people that pulled the, you know, the, the Republican lever without really wanting to vote for him, but not being able to, or not being able to stomach voting for a Democrat. If they'd had another choice... I've got to believe that there is a, a number of them that would have chosen somebody else. Oh, my God. You're not going to get any better than Joe Biden for that. Right. Mm, true. He's the, he's the most Republican Democrat ever. Yeah, but there's a lot of people that will always, always pull the, you know, the red lever, no matter who you put up there. So so according to Gallup, which I don't know how reliable that is, Fairly. 29% of Americans are Republican, can like call themselves registered Republicans, as opposed All to right. 33 Democrats. And a big chunk of independent, yeah. And 35 is independent. But independent has gone down in the past month. Hmm. 5%. And the other two went up. Well, that makes sense. It is like just neck and neck in this country. That's crazy. Hmm. And what makes it even more crazy is what the Republican Party is is doing, right? Like the voter restrictions and everything that they're doing. Moving on Hmm. to the more political stuff. In Texas, there is a... A management firm who is suing the state because the state has a law in place that says you cannot you cannot be biased against somebody, you cannot discriminate based on their gender. So this this company has decided that they are going to make a suit against the state, and they're not going to just use the whole religious argument that, you know, it's impeding my religious freedom to force me to have LGBTQ people in my company because the Supreme Court has already ruled that that that's not a good argument. 
Well, he is arguing he does not allow uh, his company to hire or employ individuals who are known to engage in sexually immoral behavior or gender nonconforming conduct of any sort, including homosexuality, cross-dressing, and transgenderism. Right. So they're not arguing that it's my religions and you have to allow my freedom. They're arguing that, uh, well, we're not going after their gender. We're going after their actions. Mm. You, you can be LGBTQ, but you cannot go to a gay bar. And you cannot perform a homosexual sexual act. Hmm. If you do that sort of thing, then then we can fire you. What is a firm? <laughs> hmm? What do they do? It's a management services firm, so... Uh. That doesn't help me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> they hire out to corporations to fix the, the company's problems, whatever those problems might be. Hmm. From a Christian point of view, interesting. No employee, male or female, may use grinder. That's like 20% of the Republicans. <laughs> There's so many things in this story that are wacky. But we're uh, boiling down to the, the bigger one, like, why do you fucking care? <laughs> like, Because like we said before, there, there are people who are 100% against gays, no matter what. Like, they, they hear that that's in the Bible. And so you got to wake up every morning and see what you can do to oppress, oppress somebody who's not like you. Mm. They are the others. But it's an, it's an interesting argument. Well, it's not. An, I mean, it's it's still a bad argument. But they're arguing it for for the act, not the because um, there is protected class. They're they're going after the actions, not the class status. This shouldn't work. Well, they, this shouldn't be a no, way it around. But but it'll be you know six two six three. Oh, this is going to the Supreme Court. Well, not not yet. Right now, it's still it's still in Texas. Well, that'll go through. I'm sure that's what it's aimed at. Is the Supreme I mean, this Court. is this is an argument that has been that I've heard in church several times. Is you don't you don't hate the you hate the sin, not the sinner, right? Mm. So we're not going after you because you're gay. We're going after people who do those gay things that we don't like. <laughs> so could you be gay and quiet and not do anything? <laughs> well, that's what they're. Someone should pray. Right. Yeah. I mean, step one is to force force people who are gay to you know hide back under a rock, and then you can expand the persecution to you know oust them and right. Then it doesn't have to be actions anymore. You can just be like, oh wait, we really actually hate the gays. Round them right. up. Isn't today the first day of Pride Month? Yes, yes, it Jeez. is. Nice going, Texas firm. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that state's been striking out left and right. Yeah, I know. One good thing in Texas, well, kind of, I mean, it's an extreme thing, right? But Texas was trying to pass a new bill to, to uh, for voter restrictions, and uh, they failed. For now. Kind of because the Democrats decided that they were going to uh, not exactly follow the rules. Um, when the when it came <laughs> to uh, voting on it, the Democrats got all, all got up and left. Uh, so they didn't have a, a forum in the uh, state house, and they were not able to actually take the vote. And this is not a, a new – it's a new thing for Texas, I think, but it's – I forget if it's Oregon or is Washington. It, I don't think it's new for Texas. It might not be. Um, I thought they did this before and fled to Oklahoma for a while. Yeah. But the Republicans have been doing this in Oregon or Washington, I don't remember which state, for like two and a half years. Whenever, mm. whenever something uncomfortable comes up, they just they just leave. <laughs> so, of course, the, uh, the governor has decided to veto uh, Article 10 of the budget that was passed. And Article 10 happens to be the uh, funding for the legislative branch. So the governor, who is Republican, decided, oh, you're going to get up and leave and not do the vote because you don't want the outcome? Well, then I'm going to stop your paychecks from, from happening. Aren't Ooh, but there, I don't get them. There's more Republicans <laughs> than, than, than Democrats. He's hurting the Republicans more. And they care more and more about the money. So, okay. Well, maybe he can just stop paying the, the Democrats. I'm sure there's some rule for that. Yeah. I'm sure there is. <laughs> also, I'm pretty sure that stopping your paycheck because the uh, people in the house don't do what you want, I'm pretty sure that's anti-constitutional. That is not something that you're not supposed to be allowed to do. Yeah, probably true. But yeah. when the Republicans do a government shutdown, they can still get paid, right? Something like For sure. Yeah. Okay. Just want to make sure I got the rules right. Those are patriots. Right. And heroes. <laughs> uh, next thing that I have is from the Huffington Post. There's a new super PAC that y'all might be interested in. It is a political action committee never again pack. It is to uh, take action. Their whole purpose is to try to take action against the Republicans who helped 
January 6th to occur. Hmm. They are labeling, as I think we've used this phrase on the show, they're labeling the Republicans the treason caucus. Uh, they have a list of Republicans who not only voted against the legitimate election, but also spent time and did things to uh, to try and encourage people on January 6th. So they have a list of Republicans and they're trying to go after them. They've already put out a 45-second ad that uh, – puts footage of the rioters attacking the uh, Capitol and uh, images of the Republican senators. So they're specifically going after the people who, you know, helped the insurrection. So <laughs> so they're anti-Black Lives Matter <laughs> and Antifa, is what you're this saying? This pack? Yeah. No. Strangely enough. That's who started the insurrection. Yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> I've heard from reliable sources. You know, and it's funny, too, with those people in Antifa who uh, went there and posed as Trump supporters that they're all getting arrested and still keeping their mouths shut. True patriots for their cause. <laughs> they're all looking at jail time and none of them are buckling. Yeah. You never rat on your friends again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so if you're looking at a uh, for a pack to send your money to, I don't know. Seems like a good cause. Well, they're still Republicans, though, right? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, this pack? They are Democratic campaign vets. Yeah. Oh, okay. But they're just targeting specifically the the most treasonous of the treasonous. Exactly. It was. It, it is kind of amazing that the election for the the, the bipartisan committee to investigate January six had fifty four senators vote for it and like thirty something vote against it. It was more than sixty percent of the voters, more than sixty percent of the people that voted, voted for it, and it still failed. For sure. Thanks, filibuster. Yeah. yeah, you just have to walk up to the mic and say filibuster, and then it's over. They just have to send an email. They don't have to stand up, stand up to the mic. Oh, you just have to send an email that says filibuster in it. Yep. That's disappointing. Well, wait a minute. More so. Was this filibustered? Yeah. Yes. But but it was but, voted on, though, right? It was, but so they didn't have enough to failed, overcome so what... the They didn't have enough to overcome the filibuster. Right. I'm so fucking confused on this filibuster. It's meaningless anymore. It, it, you no longer have to stand there and say anything. All you have to do is say, I filibuster. And that was it. But the, I thought that was to stop the vote. But you can you like, can still have the vote. You can only overcome the filibuster is if you have, what is it, 60 votes? Oh, yes. so, okay. So prior, right, so, yeah, they're, okay, they're, so prior to this filibuster in the day was just, I'm going to sit here and waste as much fucking time as possible. Right till yeah. I fucking right. pass out just to delay this vote, and then right. it turned into well. As soon as I invoke it, I don't have to do this. And in order to overcome my not my fake doing this, you have to get a certain <laughs> amount of votes. Right, exactly, right. correct, correct. Yes, there was no vote on this. They said we would like to vote on forming a uh, January sixth investigation uh, committee, and the Republicans said filibuster as immediately, and they went okay. Can we get uh, sixty? 60- votes in the Senate to over to, to you know to get to bypass the filibuster and they said no you cannot and they said okay we'll never be able to talk about this again well that was gonna be my other question do you guys think that there's what's 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 the recourse in this now well they can have it they can have uh, investigations still they just won't be a bipartisan commission like we had for um a bunch of other things 9-11 and they can bring and, it up and again ha- and ha- how does that percent. hamstring them it doesn't really I think Democrats were trying to uh, Make it more unanimous and make it more, you know, across the board. Now, if just the, the Democrats do it, the Republicans can say, well, you didn't include us. Right. It's just without, a political you know, move. You're just doing it yourself. Right. Well, that should be easily shut down, right? By going, well, we gave you a shot. Except <laughs> that we don't look at the past anymore. Oh, okay. We don't look at facts anymore. So people are just like, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, what? <laughs> yeah. So, That's true. Okay. If, it is, if it is older than a day, it's done. So. Yeah. So okay, so it will, so say there's a, a non bipartisan, or I'm sorry, a partisan one, not non bipartisan. <laughs> not the word, a partisan yeah. one. It still has the same ramifications legally. It's just that it could be said that you didn't do it with us, you jerks. I, I don't. There's probably additional limitations to it, but okay, they can they can still do an investigation. Another option too is a presidential commission. Biden could call a presidential commission to look into it, and then it's more. I don't know. That's different somehow. I don't know. All right, I heard that he's not going to do that, though, because he's still shooting for this bipartisan thing. Yeah, he's out of his mind. Yeah, and like you said. Having, he, and they're he, having a second vote, right? I don't not know. Not that I know of. Oh, I no. heard that they were going to have a second vote. Okay, what were we going to say, Rick? Um, it, like we said before, Biden's just – he's the, 
the most Republican nominee that was on the, that was in the the primary. Like he is still trying to include the Republicans. He's still trying. He either he just doesn't get it. He hasn't been paying attention, or he actually is letting the Republicans still run over over top what the Democrats want to do. Like if if somebody else was president, one of the more progressive people, they would just say, "Look, all right, we're done." You're going to – we try and include you, and every time we try and include you, you're just going to slam on the brakes. Fine. We're done. We're just going to do it without you. We're going to move forward. But Biden isn't doing that. He's still trying to include the Republicans every step of the way, even though all they do is slam on the brakes on everything they're trying to get done. See, that's crazy. Like, Biden's not a fucking moron. Like, what is he – I don't understand but, what he's trying to do. But, I mean, for the his – his political lessons have been for the past 50 years that um, compromise is possible. It's only the last few years that compromise isn't possible. Okay, but is he going to do this up to the last day of his presidency, trying to get it done, thinking it's going to be done, and then go, oh, I guess it, I guess they just wasn't going to do it, huh? Like, at what uh, point does he break and go, they're not going to break on this? Yeah, I don't know. What- hopefully soon. Uh, no, no time soon. He has a eight-year term fantasy now. Hmm. So as he continues to embrace his two-term fantasy, you can throw the rest of this term away. Well, <laughs> he could throw that second term away if he doesn't get this done. Yeah. Aren't there people around him, like, <laughs> advising him? Well, no, I think yeah. that he thinks that if Trump runs again, then he'll, he's, he has a good chance of winning. <laughs> then no one's broken down the numbers for him. Like, they've broken them down for me. <laughs> like, yeah. again, I mean, unless he's another person who surrounds himself with fucking yes-men. I mean, I imagine someone's been there like, hey, man, <laughs> this ain't going to work. Yeah, I, th- I think he's, he has surrounded himself with good people. So I've been, I think he's just trying longer than he should. That's what I'm going with. I got a little bit of hope. <laughs> All right. We're halfway through the year, buddy. Come on. Yeah. Mm. 2022 is creeping up on us. Your opposition has plainly stated they are going to do everything they can to stop you from doing anything that you want. I mean, what what more do you want? When the Senate Minority Leader comes out and says exactly that into a camera, what, yeah. what more do and you want the, for the, the Republicans to give you before you realize that they're just putting the brakes on everything you do? And look at what the, some of the states are doing. I mean, Texas, the one that the Democrats walked out on, that gave the judiciary the ability to just completely reset an election. Ele- elections? Yeah. Yes. That's horrifying. That's not mm-hmm. democratic. Texas is up to some serious crimes as of late. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like all the shitbags are flocking to that state for some reason or another. I think uh, it's always been kind of a shitbag state. Yeah. It's it's like a really expansive Florida. <laughs> I mean, I, I remember two years ago, everyone's like, blue wave in Texas. Texas is turning. Yeah. Yeah, that might have been a fantasy. <laughs> Those people were leave, living near Austin. Yeah, yeah maybe. <laughs> Probably. Freaking Austin. <laughs> it's an awesome town. I'd like to go back sometime, but meh. We'll see. All right. uh, I'm going to hit some of the coronavirus stuff here. Moderna came out and said this last week that uh, their results of their trials show that the vaccine in adolescents from 12 to 17 are nearly 100% effective. They are consistent with a vaccine that is 100% effective. Nice. Great. That's good news. Fantastic news. So hopefully that gets approved and we can get some uh, some of the younger people vaccinated as well. I mean, Pfizer's already been approved for over twelve, and that uh, I mean I know a number of people that have had their kids vaccinated and they're just fine. <laughs> get your vaccine for, for the kids. We've had uh, seventeen years, Karen. <laughs> we don't know what's going to happen. Oh, they'll be fine. Yeah, more more on that argument in a minute. Uh, the CDC <laughs> did say that vaccines are keeping ahead of the variants so far, so that's also good news. However, I did have a conversation with my neurologist earlier t- today, and he was like, "Yeah, there's going to be a booster. Don't don't think there's not oh, going to yeah. be a booster." It's <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. I think the booster will come even sooner than I want it to. Yeah, probably. But I am I am ready for that. I did see that the uh, CDC has stopped naming variants by their country of origin and just call them, you know, alpha. Just started using Greek Greek yeah. letters, yeah, so that people stop attacking people of that country and blaming them. <laughs> is that, is that, that was, the most childish, basic, it is. <laughs> fucking dummy thing to do? 
It is, but we had Kung Flu in office for four goddamn years. I just don't understand the the jump in logic to go, okay, this disease started in Wuhan. We're calling it the it's the Wuhan virus. Came from China. To the person going, I hate all Chinese people now. <laughs> and I'm going to hurt Chinese people. Not only do I hate them, I'm going to physically harm them because of this coronavirus. That and, I don't believe in. And certainly, yeah. you're not going to harm the, the people who, you know, even if you think that those people are responsible in Wuhan, the Chinese person you're hurting lives down the street. Like, he's not the one that, that's, you know, even if you believe in any way that it was in that, if that were at all right. true. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to see the, the path that they took to get to that. It's an easy path, though. It is. Yeah, can I? Q path. No. Can I hate this? Well, can, is okay. there anything? Yeah, yeah. If, if it's, if it's, you're right. If it's more like they go, China, Wuhan, Chinese people. Hey, I can fucking beat up on Chinese people now. Right. <laughs> yeah. I already hate them. This gives me an excuse. Right. Okay. If that, I get. Well, I don't get it, but. No, I, it, that makes yeah. way more sense to me <laughs> than somehow equating other Chinese people to this virus. Right. If you're just looking for a reason to, to hate on people, I guess that's a, a good enough reason. Nearly anything is a good enough reason when you're just looking for a reason. Yeah. Uh, kind of- well, no. <laughs> no, I don't agree with that. <laughs> well, it's a good enough reason for you. Okay, yeah. If you're the one just looking for a reason. Let's just say all these reasons are bad. I'm just saying <laughs> right. that one makes more sense to me. Uh, so that's that's all the uh, good COVID news I have. I did have an article. Social media influencers in France are uh, try. Well, they they received mysterious calls, but these people offered to pay them money. If they agreed to smear Pfizer's vaccine with negative stories. Oh, not smear the vaccine, but smear the stories. Got it. I was very confused. Well, they are looking at these social media influencers. And God, I hate that term. But these are people who are like YouTubers and and Twitter. They have more than a million followers. Like there are around a million followers each. They were contacted by some sort of advertisement agency and the advertisement agency – tried to talk them into saying negative things about the, the Pfizer vaccine on their on their media so that they, it would be advertised out to millions of people and slam on Pfizer vaccinations. Now, from what I understand, we don't know who this organization is, where the money is coming from, but... Russia? Kennedy. <laughs> Kennedy? I'm, I'm good with either of yeah. those. I I, do, I doubt it's going with Paul Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it, it is. I mean, it's classic uh, Russia, China, Iran, North Korea family of people keep the West um, fighting amongst themselves and unhealthy. It it's works. Yeah, it does. I can't wait it, to watch the Twitch stream where the guy's like, "Hey, hit that smash and like button. Watch me stream." Also, let me tell you how bad the Pfizer vaccine is. <laughs> <laughs> now, these social media people who were contacted, uh, they went to the media and said, "Hey, this is happening. You should get this out. You know, you should get the story out." So these guys actually didn't go for it. So good for them. Mm. And. Just because this this struck me, just because it's uh, hospital workers. So Houston, again, we can't get out of Texas this week. Um, (laughs) There's a hospital in Houston where 117 staffers have sued the hospital that they work for because the hospital is trying to mandate the vaccine. So I forget how many people work there, but it's a lot of people who work in this in this hospital. It's somewhere in the article, but uh, 117 of them have not got the vaccine, the vaccine, and they're being told you need to, or you're going to lose your job. So they're suing the hospital. Do they know that they work in a healthcare environment with lots of at-risk people? You would think. Jesus Christ! Next, the surgeons are going to be suing because they're going to make them wash their hands. <laughs> So this hospital I'm an American citizen. I have to wash my hands before I fucking do open heart surgery. <laughs> this hospital employs twenty six thousand people. So ninety nine percent of them um met the requirements, got vaccinated, but hundred seventeen decided, nope, nope, that's not gonna work. And they're arguing I really hope this is part of the janitorial staff and kitchen staff. Like please don't tell me these are medical professionals. Oh, sadly it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the janitorial staff probably much more likely to get vaccinated. 
They need that job. Yeah. The, their spokesperson is a nurse. So The sorry. piece that really throws it over the edge is that they're not saying it's a violation of their religious rights because this is a Methodist hospital. And you can't say it violates your religious rights when everybody else who works there already got it. And that's already been been shot down by the courts. That's not what they're arguing. They're saying that the hospital doing a vaccine mandate violates medical ethics standards known as the Nuremberg Code. This uh -oh. Was, oh, I've been hearing this thrown around, but I didn't really follow it. Yeah, this is designed, the Nuremberg Code is, uh, is after World War II. It's to prevent experimentation on humans without their consent. And they're saying, if you force me to get this unknown experimental vaccine, that you're treating me like a guinea pig and you're in violation of the Nuremberg Code. You are free to get a job elsewhere. <laughs> That's not exactly equivalent. Wow. They are trying to make it like they found this vaccine in the gutter in an unlabeled vial. They don't know what it is. And they're just jamming it in people and hoping for the best because we want to get back out there in the bars. Like, uh, wow. Man. This has got to be an extension of Well Syndrome. You guys know what Well Syndrome is? No. What's that? I don't. It's it's like um, it happens to a lot of people who take antidepressants. So you start taking the antidepressants, right? You feel mm -hmm. better. You go, I don't need the, the antidepressants right. anymore. And you stop taking it. Right. So because right. nobody's having smallpox breakouts or cholera or any of these other fucking diseases that people are just like, this doesn't make any sense. Why do I need to worry about this? You know, huh. like it's got to be a small extension of that. Like, oh, you're overreacting. Shit like that doesn't happen anymore. And they're like, well, there's a reason for that because we got vaccines. And they go, well, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. I hear you. Absolutely. But and they work in a hospital. You think they would have been exposed to people who were dying from this fucking virus? Like, oh yeah. I mean, again, that's why it's such a minority. I mean, I there are you know people that no matter what you know they have been exposed to at this point, you know, it's not going to change their mind on the vaccine. You know, I know of people. You know, someone who lost their dad and their brother to COVID and is like, hell no, I'm not getting that vaccine. What? Wow. I mean, oh, I've seen tons, yeah. of new, tons of news reports, exactly what Ian just explained. But, I mean, I I, th I figured it was more along the, you know, the, the standard Republican, oh, I have a gay daughter now. I understand gay rights now. I thought that if they were personally impacted, they would, they would you know, come too. Yeah. I like, I like where your head's at, but sadly, no. Oh. Well, that's disappointing. <laughs> well, it doesn't help either. If I don't know if, Ray or Karen, you saw uh, Bill Maher this week. Yep. Like, his... I was so annoyed by what he said about him having COVID. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because he was like angry that he didn't that he wasn't allowed to come to the show because he didn't have any symptoms. He's like, I got it; it was no big deal, you know. And he was like, Yeah, sorry if somebody died. And like, why couldn't he have just easily been like, Yeah, I had it. Luckily, I didn't have any sim symptoms. It sucked. The virus they protected me. Yeah, <laughs> right. Because the way he was coming off, even though he added that little bit, was like, It's not a big deal. Why are we making such a big deal about this? Right. I was fortunate. Therefore, it's a hoax. Well, he's he is he's a selfish person. <laughs> so it it is inconvenient for him to not to have a show for two weeks. His ego was not fed for a couple of weeks. I mean, I enjoy watching Bill Maher, but he's frustrating and very egocentric. Yeah, and it, 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 he got into an argument with one panelist and wouldn't let him finish a sentence. It was bad because <laughs> he wasn't saying what he wanted to hear. Well, I think there's a, this goes back to, we talked about it before, there's a, a very common misconception, and I get it, but the misconception mm. is that, well, I got vaccinated, therefore I cannot get the virus. That's not what no. happens. You can still be exposed to the virus, the virus can still get into your system. When the virus gets into your system, it will try to propagate because that's what a virus does. But because you got the vaccine, your immune system knows how to deal with it. That doesn't mean you didn't get the virus. Or it also doesn't mean that the virus isn't doing what it's trying to do. It's trying to take over your cells and, and propagate and make more virus cells. So if you have it and you're asymptomatic because your your immune system is dealing with it properly that you could still spread the virus to other people because you still do have the virus that was what happened to bill maher 
He was like, well, I did. I felt fine. I could have done the show. Well, yeah, but you would have gone in and you would have been spewing particulates that contained the virus. So that's why you were told you couldn't be, do it for two weeks. Like it's it's right. yeah, because someone on your staff may get it and they might not be as lucky as you. Right. You right. selfish fuck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I understand people don't people don't get how the virus works and how the vaccine works. And I, I get that. It, it's not an easy concept, but. At the same time, there are reasons. You have to understand why somebody says, you tested positive, you have to stay home. I don't care that you're feeling good. You, you still have to stay home. Congratulations on feeling good. That, mm. means, that means the vaccine's working. Yeah. And it, does, it means your viral load will be lower and you will need not be as contagious as somebody that does not have the vaccine. Right. But you're still contagious. You know, it, it might only be for an open mouth kissing instead of, you know, six feet across a room, but you're still contagious. Another thing back on uh, back a couple weeks on Maher, we had a discussion on here about some people that he had who talked about the fact that uh, Wuhan it, it was a lab leak. It wasn't. Mm. Yeah, I asked you guys was there any legitimacy, and you guys were like, "No way." <laughs> well, okay, and that is part of the reason why I bring this back up again. There's an article on the Atlantic that I think is is says it fairly clearly. Even if it was a lab leak, even if it came from a lab. That doesn't mean it was engineered and specifically released with nefarious thoughts in mind. Like, if it came from the lab, it was likely a lab leak, not, you know, it was an accidental somebody in the lab got exposed to something and they went out and continued their life and spread it without there being some nefarious reason or, you know, some evil genius lurking behind the the curtain trying to get everybody sick with the virus there's there's a big leap from maybe it came from a lab to to biological warfare yeah, yeah. The, the chinese government <laughs> did this on purpose that is a big leap you're right? asking way way too much of the american public oh, apparently. To, yeah. <laughs> to, to parse that out like that you're crazy it came from a lab it was an attack right <laughs> the only thing that that whacks me out about the lab is like they're like maybe they were in there screwing around with it trying to manipulate it and make it worse i'm like why why would you do such a thing Typically, that's not what virologists do. They want to take things apart and figure out how they work. Where do they come from? What's it? I mean, they might do a what's its potential kind of thought experiment, but they're not, you know, taking out bits and putting in other bits. I hope not, at least. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just heard part of that, like, that they're like, may have, you know, no one's saying for sure. I mean, the, a job of, vir of a virologist is to study viruses and figure out how they work. So they have some, they work with them. If we don't have them, we'll never learn how they work. So oh, I'm not saying that. Yeah, I'm not saying that. Listen, yeah. I don't care if it came from a lab or a fucking bat. Whatever, mm. do something about it. That's all I care about. How about it came from both? It could. It could have easily yeah. been that there was that they were studying this virus in a bat. Somehow, somebody got exposed, didn't realize it, and propagated it. Like, yep. that would be a lab leak. I am curious. I remember early on somebody saying that it was. Well, the, I do remember them saying it was not manufactured. That's right. Right. So that and still holds true. Yeah. That was that was my original statement, and from what I understand, that is still. If the facts change, maybe you know I'll change my mind. But from what I understand, there's really very low chance created on purpose. Mm. What are the chances that it came from Randy Marsh fucking a pangolin? <laughs> <laughs> it seems Randy Marsh zero. <laughs> seems unlikely. Okay. <laughs> Uh, another thing that I did want to mention while we're talking about the coronavirus real quick, uh, one thing that was brought up over this weekend was this, this some sort of theory going around that Fauci actually funded the Wuhan mm. laboratory in order to make a worse virus. And that was like the instigation for this whole thing. The Fauci is the person responsible because $600,000 from Fauci's private organization was given to the Wuhan lab in order to make a stronger, more uh, transmittable virus. This is not true. It took me a while to do a little bit of research, but Fauci doesn't work for some private organization. He works for the NIH. He doesn't have a private organization. He's not a member of a private organization on the side. The money was given to a nonprofit, and that nonprofit finds specific viral laboratories in order to do the work that it wants and it did send some money to the Wuhan Institute and that money was to study SARS-CoV-2 the original 
back in what I don't I don't know what year it was, but the the original uh, SARS virus. They were studying that and trying to determine how it was transmitted from from animal to human. That was what the money was given for. Now, do we know for certain that that's what the money was used for? No. There are limitations on the grant money, but do we know that those limitations were violated? I, I guess we don't. But there was no money coming from Fauci's private organization going to Wuhan mm-hmm. to make a stronger virus. That's just that's just not true. There's no facts to back that up. All I know is Dr. Fauci gets $4,000 every time you put your mask on. <laughs> right. <laughs> every person, every time you put it on. It's, it, 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 I find it interesting that, uh, you know, a small kernel of information about the NIH doing, you know, virus research through laboratories around the world gets morphed into this conspiracy theory about, you know, craziness. It, 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 it's fascinating and yet makes me sad. Yeah. I mean, if you want something to be true, you'll twist it around. Yeah. I mean, look at, uh, you know, when they got Podesta's emails and they're like, oh, he's ordering pizza and hot dogs. Hot dogs must mean young boys. <laughs> it is a way more interesting and um, conclusion to come to than just he likes hot dogs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. That's all I got about COVID. Anything else real quick? All right. I'll do a couple. Still don't have it. I'll do a couple <laughs> religious, uh, religious nonsense, I guess. Um, there was an article on the Fulton versus Philadelphia, which as far as I mean, it could have. Came out today. This is uh, one of the cases that the Supreme Court has taken up, and it's about LGBTQ rights. And the the article, which is on Religion News, um, there's a quote on it that says, If a taxpayer-funded religious social service organization can discriminate against individuals based on the assertion their sexual orientations are inconsistent with the organization's own religious tenets, it can almost certainly discriminate against individuals who religious beliefs are inconsistent with its religious tenets. So what they're saying mm. is, look out. If the Supreme Court says that, that an organization can discriminate against LGBTQ, there, it's, it's, it's not even a slippery slope. It's right there that they could also say that you're, if your religious ideas don't agree with the organization's religious ideas, they can discriminate against you as well. Everybody that's not them. They can discriminate against. So in this case, if you're not their brand of Christian, if you're atheist or Hindu or Muslim, then they can discriminate against you as well. Oh, the future's looking so bright. (laughs) Super duper. (laughs) Because we're not looking forward to the Supreme Court ruling on this Fulton versus uh, Philadelphia. It's, I mean, come on. Look at the Supreme Court. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Ian, I I knew you threw this in here and I didn't have time to look at it. So what's this about the Pope? (laughs) Oh, Pope Francis made some sweeping changes to the Code of Canon Law for the first time since, like, 83. He decided that too many priests are raping too many children, and he should try to rewrite some of the rules so that the language is less ambiguous. He said a huge problem apparently was if someone gets caught doing something bad, whether or not to penalize them was left up to the discretion of the, you know, local church authorities. And he's like, no, nope, here's the rules. If you, they they changed it, they call it like offenses against human life, dignity, and liberty, because they used to call it crimes against special obligations. Hmm. So his hope is to curb some of the abuses to minors, to vulnerable adults. Uh, He's included grooming. Uh, amongst some of the offenses that will get you, they all these things get you defrocked now. Will, will they get you a reference and to the to the local law enforcement, or just no? Just they did not. Yes, well, yes. This is just just as the, the way the church is supposed to handle it. Okay. Like before, you know, if Father So and So touched some kids, whoever the next dude up on the chain was, he got to decide whether or not he wanted to punish Father So and So or move him to a different church. Like this is like. Listen, if this happens, you all have to do this. And you're all supposed to respond this way. So so there was, you know, some some good effort on his part. Now, he also made sure to address the equally heinous crime of attempting to ordain a woman. Oh. <laughs> if you attempt to ordain a woman, you receive an equivalent punishment. The person who attempted to ordain her is defrocked. The person above that person is defrocked, and the woman is excommunicated. Wow. So the penalty is worse. So, yeah. Yeah. 
you, you got to step it up for that. Okay. So uh, he was like, yeah, I get you. Raping kids is not my favorite either. We'll see what we can do about that. But while I'm doing this, let me make sure to remind you, women are trash. <laughs> wow. So, uh, yeah, in typical <laughs> in typical Catholic Church fashion, they were like, ooh, well, we can't take a full tiny step forward. <laughs> let's let's balance it back out. <laughs> nice big double step back. <laughs> crapping on women. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, some good things, hmm. some right. less good things. I- I'm... I'm sorry, but and yes, this is at least a step in the right direction to try and stop Catholic priests from from touching kids. I all right, right, fine. Oh, it does say that, Karen. It says that they are to be punished by the church and by civil oh, authorities. Yeah, that's good. All right. Yes, but if I'm elected pope and it is an elected position mm-hmm. in 2013, why did it take me eight years to decide to? Maybe do something about all these people touching kids and raping children. Like social pressure I, takes a while to ramp up. That's the real reason. What what what's, what reason are they using, Karen? <laughs> mm. Right. I mean, I and I imagine that the, the the hierarchy of the Catholic Church is a very slow moving oh, sure. process. So, but yeah. So apparently, the issue with the ordaining women that that they had to you know reinforce it and make it more clear was because. The only language that they had before that was preventing this was that that you could only ordain that, that priestly ordination was reserved for a baptized male, and you know how dicey that can get mm. with gender nonconformity. So they want to be as specific as possible that no women or people who 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 will present as women or any such thing. Absolutely not ordained. That part really just stuck with me. I was like, why couldn't you just do something genuinely good? Why did you have to buffer it with being right. awful? Well, and it's something too that would be good for the church, honestly, because they have a ver- they have a shortage of priests. Because it turns out a whole bunch of them were there for not good reasons. Yeah, and they've got a bad rap. But there are plenty of women that would like to join the clergy, and they won't let them. Yeah, why they do? I have no idea. Yeah, but they do. I don't know either, but. <laughs> We've, we've we've explored that on this show too. I have no idea. I have no idea why homosexuals would like to be involved in religion. Mm. Your religion hates you. It works overtime to hate you. Yeah. Why? Why are you drawn to that nonsense? Why can't you just live your best life and feel fulfilled without this? Because fiction? I was Jeez, brainwashed please. from a child that to be good, I have to be religious. You don't have any morality whatsoever if it weren't for the church. So. That's true. <laughs> well known. Mm. <laughs> All right. Wow. Back to QAnon stuff real quick. These last couple of final stories, and I try and put silly stuff at the end. You remember back when Mel Gibson decided uh, somebody was going to play Jesus in his uh, Passion of the Christ? I don't yeah. remember this guy's name. I can't remember his name. Oh, hidden that move. It wasn't. Wait, I thought it was uh, Jim Caviezel. That's him. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> so you know him. Guess who's totally on the Q train? Like oh, Jim no. Caviezel? Mel Gibson or Caviezel? <laughs> Caviezel. Oh, that's too bad. I really liked him in the uh, Count of Monte Cristo. Yes, he was excellent in that. Really was. Yeah, that, that was a long time ago. Let it go. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I think after he played Jesus, he thought he was fucking Jesus for a while. No, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. willing to just enjoy that movie for what it is and be disappointed in Jim Caviezel. So he was- and Chuck uh, Woolery, too. Chuck Woolery's also on the Q train. What the hell? Oh, I thought he abandoned yeah. it. I thought he- Maybe no. not. Well, after, remember, no, he shut his Twitter account down, didn't he? After he said, was ranting and raving about COVID not being real, and then he said, my son has COVID, goodbye. And then shut right. his <laughs> account down. <laughs> maybe I took that the wrong way. I took that to mean that he was done with the QAnon bullshit, but maybe not. No, I thought it meant, too. Well, I mean, maybe he's recently popped back up. Yeah, I saw it's, him in my newsfeed somewhere. I did. I saw him in the newsfeed today as well. But I was like, now nah, I can't. I don't have time for Chuck Woolery today. Keep moving. <laughs> so while talking about uh, this is Caviezel, while talking about his new movie, he totally went on a QAnon tangent, talking about adrenochroming 
and uh, talking about the event, the uh, the rally that they were doing. He 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 went on to explain how adrenochrome, you know, how you produce adrenaline. And if a child knows it's going to die, he secretes adrenaline. So that's how they scare the children and suck out their adrenaline. And that's what these people are drinking. And like, wait, who's drinking is, adrenochrome? He's he's supposed to be talking about a movie, but no, he totally went down the QAnon rabbit hole. That's crazy. I didn't even know like. Fear and loathing in Las Vegas, Adrenochrome. I have to imagine. Are you just hearing? Yeah. Are you just hearing about this now? I just rewatched Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, so I have like Adrenochrome fresh on my brain. <laughs> I didn't know that that was a new thing, or you know that that made a resurgence. Oh, oh yeah. that's part of the whole PizzaGate thing. That's that's why you you uh, you abduct the, the children, so you you scare them a lot. Wait, so they raping secrete- them wasn't enough. Well, I, that scares We're me too. We're milking so. them for adrenochrome now, right? Yes. You ju- wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm more shocked that Ian has not heard this before. Ah, <laughs> uh-uh. I missed the I, adrenochrome part. I really did. I'm sorry. Oh I my thought, god! I thought PizzaGate was a was an underground pedophile ring. I didn't well, it know was. it was a, an adrenochrome manufacturing station. Oh my god! Yep. Both. Oh, I mean, yep. they think they're literally like bringing in Saudi yeah. Saudi kings and shit to eat the babies. But but I th- man I thought we talked about this on the show before. I must I must have missed the adrenochrome part. Oh, but yeah, but yeah, yeah that, that that's a big thing, Ian. They've been talking about that for a while, right? Yeah, like you saw the part Ray and Karen in the queue into the storm when the three QAnon speakers were supposed to speak at that thing and it got canceled. And they're sitting around in the hotel room waiting, right. and they're in Washington. And he's like, "Yeah, I can't believe there's literally people in this city right now." In basements eating babies, you know, and we're here to stop that. Like, just as like laying it out like nothing. I want to think about too. It, they actually believe this. They believe that in the city somewhere were people torturing babies to you know suck out their energy. They really believe that. And I, it, if they truly believe that, it makes sense why they are so crazy. But how can you believe that? Can't it's we harvest adrenochrome so- from adults? Why does it have to be kids? No, it's way purer through a baby. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I've never encountered adrenochrome outside of Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. <laughs> right. I've never had the opportunity to try adrenochrome, so I really don't know. All right. My last story, uh, very much related. The QAnon group is also uh, – so there, and, and like you said just now, Karen, if you believe that people are doing this, then yeah, you need to do everything you can to stop them and – yeah. I get that part, but uh, so they're doing everything they can, including contacting psychics to try to get tips on where to find the people who are torturing children to get their ad- adrenaline. Psychics. They're now paying <sighs> psychics in order to lead them. So, you know, lead them to the people committing these crimes. So yeah, I don't think anything could go wrong with that. Um, no. Psychic coming up with a random person that they can now focus on. With no evidence whatsoever, that'll hold up in court, right? Right. Well, Texas, in Texas, will hold up. <laughs> I'd like to bring in my expert, the psychic. <laughs> Holy crap! God, we are regressing. <laughs> yes, yes, we are. <laughs> We're entering the dark age. All right, that's all I got. That's enough, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm spent, man. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> there were some good things in there. What? <laughs> No, we kind of started out on a low key, and we just didn't, just didn't, you know, ever peak today. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. All right, uh, you guys have anything else? I do not. No, I think the new modern day uh, Salem witch trial thing you just mentioned was enough for right. me with, with the psychics who were just going to be randomly pointing at people and going, "That guy." <laughs> well, it's going to, you know, McCarthyism. You know, that person is a communist. You have to prove that you're not. Oh. Yeah, except this time, Karen, they'll start actually, like, drowning the people. Yeah, we're shooting them. They got AR-15s. Mm. Thanks, Ray. Great <laughs> show. <laughs> all right. I think that's all we got for this week. I think we've had enough. Uh, I want to thank our patrons for supporting the podcast. And uh, for those of you who could join us tonight, really do appreciate it. Uh, if you enjoy the podcast, you can support it by going to our Patreon page and signing up. Or if you can't do that, share the podcast on social media or leave a review for us. Uh, if you want to contact us again on our Facebook page, would be a way to do it, or tweet to us at ProfaneArg. Um, also, I'd like to encourage you to check out other shows on the soon-to-be-named network. Soon-to-be-namednetwork.com will get you a uh, all the archived podcasts for your listening pleasure. Uh, again, thanks for listening, and until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you.
Good night. And may your God be with you.